I have multiple orgasms with him. We have sex for like maybe 20 to 30 minutes at a time. And I have multiple orgasms for like like 20 minutes straight, one right after another. And then he only has one. Mm-hmm. And we both kind of think that's very odd. Yeah. Because that happens with that's happened to him before. Just having one? Yeah. And how old is he? He's 18. And he has one each sexual outing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fine. That's normal? Yeah. What do you Just because you have 150 doesn't mean he should have 86. I mean, he thinks it's kind of odd because you know, sometimes he can't he sometimes he does have two, but Usually he only has one, and he kind of thinks that's kind of strange. And I've never had an orgasm before mm-hmm. until with him. Right. So he doesn't. Why does he think it's strange, though? It's his penis. I mean, doesn't he know what his uh, mechanics are? I have no idea. I mean, when he has a, a second one, is it with the same erection? No. It's with a different one. Mm-hmm. Whose erection? Whose erection? It's his. It's just went limp in between. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he can't understand this? No, he can't. Um, I want him... Wait, is he a product of homeschooling? No. He went to regular high school? Yeah, he went to Yeah, he went to regular high school. Mm-hmm. Wait, is he going to junior college now, or is he still in high school? No, he's working now. Oh, okay. All right. I want him to go back to the campus that he went to high school in. Uh-huh. I want him to walk up to the health teacher, and I want him to kick... Him or her in the groin. Because why? Oh, boy. Because uh, the guy's an idiot. You listen, you have an orgasm and that's it. This is how guys work. You women have an orgasm uh, on the way out of the parking lot when you hit a speed bump. Guys don't work this way. What do you think thinks it's unfair? Drew, what are you reading there? They plopped this down to me just as I was starting the show. This is a very disturbing fact to me. Really? You want to talk about it? I have no idea what it is. Well, well, let me set guy. the show. Right. Let me do some radio here. Phone number for Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number, 310-854-4455. Harvey Danger is going to be in here. They are the lads who sing the song I love so much. And we'll be uh, talking to them in a few minutes. I'm Ace Corolla. I think that kind of works, just Ace Corolla. That's fine. That's uh, Dr. Drew, a board-certified physician, an addiction medicine specialist, and now he has a fax he'd like to impart. Well, do you remember the guy we were talking to with the twins, the one kid had a hypoplastic abnormal heart, and they weren't able to save the child, and we spent a lot of time talking to him about how to make the decision. Yeah, the twins were still in his wife's belly, right? And one of them had a horrible condition, and we basically, because we're both sort of... um, uh, Darwinists over here. We both we both basically agreed that they were going to have to abort one of the children or let one of the children die because it would be much too difficult to try to keep that, the child alive. And we talked to him the kinds of questions he should ask the heart surgeons and right. with the heart surgeons. And yes. And then he called back and sort of tried to wrap things up with them. Right. He's writing this scathing letter about how terrible we are and how we don't listen to him. And we didn't. It's bizarre. Oh, really? To you? Yeah, both of us. Uh, what's he doing with the letter besides sending it to us? I don't, I don't know. Read the letter. Uh, yeah, we'll read the highlights or the no, lowlights. No, it's not. How scathing is it? We talked to the guy for ten minutes on two different occasions. I know, and we couldn't have been more sympathetic to his plight. I know. I thought it was very. I thought we were very connected with the guy. And it says, I guess he called again. And, and Sherry, can you tell me about this? And, Sherry, what what was the deal with it? Did he call back again and didn't get on the air or something? 
Let me uh, let, let me just reset for a second so everyone knows who wasn't listening on either one of these two nights what was going on. I, I know we sort of said it, but the guy called about three weeks ago, maybe a month ago. ago. Yeah. Six months? Six weeks. Yeah, six weeks. Okay, five, six weeks ago. Horrible problem. Uh, twins in... Uh, Unborn twins, right? Right. right. But but getting close to being born. Yeah. One of them had is that a congenital problem, Drew? Yeah. yeah. A horrible congenital heart problem, which gave the kid almost no chance of survival. Correct. Right. right. And it, if the kid was going to survive, it was going to be hooked up to tubes and machines and pumps. Yeah. In which case, the kid would have lived for a few years and then died, probably. Probably. Right. And he said to his doctor, what should we do? And the doctor sort of said it was up to you, or what did the doctor say? He just wasn't satisfied. But again, I wonder if this guy, you know, maybe he did get a lot of the doctor's time there, too, and made (laughs) pulled the same stuff on them. Well, he may have lost it. I mean, he may be under such tremendous stress that he just sort of snapped or something. But he's doing the same stuff with us that we didn't, you know, we spent a lot of Yeah, but the difference is we don't care. Do we? I care. You do? No, I mean, you don't care about the letter. Oh, I I'm just disturbed that this guy didn't didn't feel gratified by the the time and energy. And he, he yeah, called, but that's his business. Called, what do we give a rat's called, ass for? But he for? called back to talk about how grateful he was. Remember? Oh, that? that's right. Huh? All right, so we talked to the guy for you know uh, the normal duration of a call here on Loveline, unless it's about breast augmentation or farting, is about two and a half to three minutes. Uh, producer Ann does uh, turns backflips in there if we talk to anyone over five yeah. minutes, for instance. Oh. And we talked to this guy about 10 or 11 minutes. Yeah. We were uh, very sorry to hear about his child's condition and so on and so forth. But I think we both agreed, and he asked our opinion, that if it was us, we'd keep the healthy child. But then he called back a couple weeks later to talk about how grateful he was. And now he's faxing to say he was on hold, never got... I just spoke to him tonight, and uh, I think he just felt like... Um, what happened was the confusion was when you were away, Drew. Uh-oh. He didn't, uh oh. I don't think that. He I didn't what? One of the nights you could see the screen and one of the nights you couldn't. I don't know what was going on, but I don't think you saw that he was on hold and he held for a long time and he never got on. And we, we yeah. got on the phone afterwards and asked him if he I wanted couldn't, us to. I couldn't see that. All I could see was the six lines that were up there. I couldn't see 7 and 8 in New York when I was in New York. Oh, because that's why then. I couldn't see 7 Okay, eight. that's why, because he was on 7. All right, but he All was right. already on the air twice, right? Yeah, he was on the air twice. The second time I called him back. So. What What was the third, the third thing time, he wanted to say? Well, do you know? Yeah, I think he might have outlined it in the facts that he sent us. It was no, uh, it's not clear at all. Okay, he wanted to. He ha- they also have uh, uh, two other children, and one of them is, gosh, I can't remember. I think she's seven. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to know uh, if he if it would be a good idea to discuss the whole situation with right. her okay. and bring her to well, meet well, let's the, talk this guy again. the baby. Um, well, he doesn't want to. I, I called him tonight and, <laughs> okay, right. and right. he, he feels, I guess... Right. He feels slighted because he was on hold. Right. Well, he, we didn't know... The guy spent more time on the air than Drew has in the last uh, four weeks. Please. All right. All right, Drew, what does the facts say, though? Well, I, I don't understand that. I don't know how terrible we are. That's all. Well, please, would you I read... I don't want to read Oh, it. you're disturbing. the worst goddamn radio uh, personality on the air. It's Would you read some of that? Please. Uh, you just don't want to get me fired up. Uh, it's not entertainment. It's, uh, it's Wait, wait. It's not helping people. It's important. It's entertainment. It's not walking someone through a tough time. It's exploiting their situation for some greater good, which you all benefit from. As someone who works with the swing shift, I've spent many shifts listening, uh, but I listen differently now. You are just a business. Go home. This kind of stuff. Want us to go home? Oh, okay. Oh, well, listen. 
I, f I have real mixed feelings about calling someone an a-hole who ha has a uh, child with a horrible uh, condition. But, but, but you please, see how, but, but it makes me and, and the only excuse I'll offer for the lad is that uh, he's under tremendous yeah. duress yeah. and he has a horrible uh, situation at home and he is uh, lashing out against uh, those but, who don't need to be lashed out against. But we spoke to the guy for many, many yeah. a minute and we were completely sympathetic and yes it is a business and yes uh it is uh, for entertainment to some degree and uh, you're not the first genius who's come up with that now please go home and grieve for christ's sake well it also makes me believe that he has difficulty not having his needs met perfectly so those physicians that are probably oh, going to deal with him too they're, they're going to kill when, themselves well when he's not perfect when they're not perfectly available for him he probably does the same thing to them and that's probably what prompted him to call us in the first place okay if he wants to call in i'd, I'd love to talk to him about this uh, facts which i've not read over the phone but uh, drew just sort of read the highlights well, hold on we get your call. <laughs> you're very disturbed drew prides himself on helping people over the air, don't you, Drew? Yes. You do? Yes. Oh, I was just I, kidding. I, I, it's all very serious. I didn't know. Oh, I have to keep seriously? In the context of all the entertainment that you provide. Yeah, by the way, what entertainment do I provide? I bitch about my garbage men for 20 minutes Man, tonight. And, and Ann does jumping jacks every two and a half minutes when we go over. Gail. Yes. You're 27. Yes. What's going on over there? I'm going to give Dr. Drew an opportunity to redeem himself. Please. Yeah. All right. Um, here's my question. My boyfriend introduced a vibrator into our sexual relationship a few months ago and it's going really well and uh, we're really enjoying it but then I try to use it on my own and um, have not been as pleased with it actually because I can't figure out why but you, getting you, into it it makes me want to go to the bathroom it makes mm. me have to pee you, it doesn't make any sense that, you gotta hold the thick end you know <laughs> is that right <laughs> at the point at which you're having orgasm or prior to that or What's after that, that? Is it at the point you're having orgasm that you feel like you want to pee? Yeah, so I can never get there because I have to run for the bathroom. You're afraid you're going to urinate. Well, yeah. um, when you're alone? Yeah. But you don't get it when you're with a guy? No. Listen, why don't you masturbate in the bathroom like I am? <laughs> Who the hell knows? There's so there's uh, there's there's more more water than coming through Hoover Dam uh, going into Ann's crotch. Who the hell would know if she went to the bathroom? She'd go number two. And no one would know. But well, it. It's just that the the intensity of the stimulation is such that it's causing spasm of the bladder neck and irritation of the urethra. And uh, some women do urinate at the time of orgasm. Really? Yeah. It's just the intensity of the activity. Be careful. Make sure you're not getting an infection. Certainly you can do that uh -huh. uh, through pushing around down there. Uh, but it makes some sense. Really? But do you have to masturbate on your on the um, comforter that your grandmother uh, knitted you? You can't <laughs> yeah. go into the bathroom? Uh, the bathroom doesn't sound like a real turn on for me. It's the thing about women; they need an environment. Believe me, right. i i could uh, I could do i I could be in a rendering plant yeah. while they're uh, <laughs> showing uh, while they're airing Schindler's List. I could squeeze one off. We know. Yeah. All okay. Right. All right. I'm not the one who puts the uh, vibrator in me, honey. Okay. Condescending you. with before, me. Before before Adam uh, goes on. Yeah. Spread a towel down. Thanks for your call. Thanks. Gail, can you do that? Work. Can you spread if, a towel down? If you keep having irritation, you know, throughout the day, be sure you get a urine check. Make sure it's not infection, all right? All right. All right. Yeah. Gail, she needs one of those towels that, uh, you know, people have kids or dogs or something. They have a decent car. They keep a towel in the back seat, and they, like, spread it out on the passenger seat when the dog jumps into the car or the kids or whatever it is. Just, how do you, you, have, you, you have a tarp in your room, don't you? You can't figure that one out. <laughs> 
My whole room. I, you know what I did? I uh, I pulled up the uh, the carpet and I put down gunite, uh, which is the stuff they uh, spray on to make swimming pools after they dig them out. And the whole room slopes toward the center, and there's a drain. Yeah. And then the gunite goes up the wall about four feet. Oh, yeah. And I have a uh, hose bib and one of those pressure sprayers. There's oh, like yeah. a monkey cage. Right. Yeah, that's nice. The feces, the urine, um, uh, sperm, whatever whatever happens to be stuck, you just uh, hose the whole thing down. Standard for the single male bedroom. It's not a bad idea. I mean, think about the hose down process. <laughs> the monkey cage. I like that. And I told you that uh, the floor above me is uh, made of lucite, and I have the um, Asian women in bikinis uh, right. diving for pearls okay. up there, and I look at that while I'm lying in bed. Bruce, uh, you're 14. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just wanted to say I like your show. And anyway, yeah, I had a question. And so, anyway, like, um, it's kind of hard to explain. Um, yeah, I guess in, like, the PE class and stuff, you know, we have to, like, shower, and the other guys, you know, they're kind of making fun of my, you know, how how can I say this on the radio, you know, my penis or... That's how. Whatever the hell you want to call So, anyway, and so, yeah, in the meantime, you know, my girlfriend, she says, you know, you should just ignore him, you know, because... She thinks it's big, you know, and so I was just wondering what your opinion might be of that and who I should, you know, believe and what I should do about that. Now, who, who's, who, 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 who we should believe about the size of your penis? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. You know, the other kids, you know, they're kind of like... What, what are you, in the ninth grade? Um, yeah. You're in the ninth grade. Whatever it is, it's not done growing. Okay. Right. Oh, so the, the guys in the P.E. class make fun of his penis? Right. And then his girlfriend says it's fine. Says it's fine? Has she actually seen it? Um, yeah. She has? Yeah, well, yeah, you know. Me and her, you know, it's kind of... What have you done? We're, like, having an active sexual relationship, I guess you could say. You are? You are? Yeah, we, we use the protection and all that, you know. What's he... Do you have an intercourse? Um, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. It's pretty matter-of-fact about that. I'd have, to have a bullhorn and be on the roof of my house so the neighbors... Uh... <laughs> How old is she? Um, yeah, she... Attention, neighborhood! This is a 14-year-old Adam Carolla. Guess who got laid less than four hours ago? Me. I'll be coming to claim your daughter shortly. Please leave them on the stoop along with some frozen food. Thank you for your attention. Could they, could they put okay. the blood of the lamb on the door? <laughs> Get you to pass over. <laughs> If you have a son or lesbian daughter at the house, please hang a bloody sheet out of the front window or over the balcony where it is visible. My men will pass the house without questions asked. Thank you. Okay. All right, Bruce. Um, don't worry about it. All right. There's well, plenty of time for growth. Yeah. And uh, everybody's right. un males are uncomfortable about whatever they've got. Throughout their life. Oh, stay out of the shower. You know, listen. I'm 33. I shower twice a week. When you're when you're in the ninth grade, you don't need to shower every day. When I was, in the, <clears throat> I shower a lot now by my old standards. These are great messages you're putting out, by the way. Just, oh, just pay no please! Look like what they do in Europe and all, every other country in the world. They they don't they don't bother with these showers. You don't work up any real stink when you're 14. Mm -hmm. That's the that's the wonder of youth. 
I never noticed any 12, 13-year-old guy go, oh. 13, 14 is when they really? start to do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. never had that. And they sometimes don't know quite how to take care of that yet, and they, they can really work mm. it out. All right. But if they're going to make fun of your penis, stay out of the shower. Okay. That'll be the name of my next book. John. Hello. Hey, you're 14. You're on Loveline. Yeah. Um, Like, I heard a rumor that, like, Crystal, after, if you take it for, like, a long time, it makes your brain crumble. Well, that's true. Okay, next time. It is. I don't know what to say. I don't. You know, I, I get brain so, crumble, but I get so frustrated with stuff like that. I, John, I want you to listen to me. I'm. I'm not. Okay, go ahead. I mean, this. You know, ecstasy uh, drains the spinal fluid. Uh, crystal freezes your lungs. I mean, these drugs do much more horrific things than these these damn wives' tales uh, suggest. Well, hold on, Drew. Is it worse than making your brain crumble? It basically does. Basically does. So you do enough... You do enough well, that's crystal. what the guy said. Why well, are you yelling at him? Crumbling is some notion that it's somehow to pulverize... It's made of a marzipan or something. I mean, <laughs> there are strokes. There is disturbance of the mood center. The psychosis is all kinds of terrible consequences of this drug. We don't need to create some sort of fairy tale about it. Because the fairy tales, frankly, are not as bad as the reality. For instance, the story with ecstasy about it draining the spinal fluid. You heard mm -hmm. that story? Yeah. came from the fact that when the drug was originally studied in Texas, uh, the people that they were doing the research on, the researchers, did spinal taps and drain the fluid out mm -hmm. to study it. That's where that that's where that wine still came from. When in fact the drug has direct damaging effects on the central nervous system that are well documented. More coming all the more more information coming all the time about the terrible effects of that drug. All right, but listen, what could be so bad about somebody um, taking a little um, creative license and, and making it a little worse than it than it is? It's not worse than it is. That's the point. It doesn't even make sense. And then the, those are the people that two years later go, see, they were trying to scare us with those crazy fairy tales about the drug. Well, this is what they've been doing with pot That's for right. about 30 years. That's right. You'll go psychotic. You'll go mad, mad, I, I tell you. you. And right. everyone like, smokes weed, and they go, I'm hungry. <laughs> I don't feel mad. Right. Oh, yeah. All right, Drew. Wait, you want to pick a call? Would you stop going on the... Hey, Drew? Yeah. I don't like the new involved with the show, Drew. All right, I'll go back to I don't like the old laissez-faire, Drew. All right. uh, let's get my paycheck and get the hell out of here, Drew. All right. The one that uh, attacks and assassinates callers uh, over the air who have horrible conditions just uh, in the name of ratings. Oh, this one? Uh, yeah. According to... No, uh, let me... Uh, yeah. Right. I, I read... About it. I'm getting halfway through this uh, fact. It's re reading like a Harlequin romance. Hello. Uh, right? Yeah, but Adam's got um, he um, issues. Yeah. Good yes. Issues, yeah. Although he's um, he's got quite a flair for the for the written word. <laughs> <laughs> Took my whole life to write something like this. David. David. Yeah. What's going on? Okay. Uh, so far, I spent fifteen hundred dollars on my uh, for prom. Wow. And wow. And is that with the hooker? <laughs> no. Oh, you're getting ripped. Okay, and I, I just bought uh, uh, my prom date a $750 diamond necklace. Mm -hmm. Now, I talked to her today, and uh, all of a sudden, she, she she doesn't sound like she's interested. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, like she just start, started started acting weird a little. Mm -hmm. And I, I guess what my question is, is if I should just take her to prom or what? Because I'm, I've, I've got like a carriage ride planned, dinner, a stretched limo. Oh my god! And like, like I'm like going all out because this is, this is my premiere. Hold on a second, David. Just one second. Let me talk to my buddy Drew here. You know what I hated about being a, being in high school? This guy could have a carriage. He could buy her tennis bracelet. 
He's got a top hat, a cane, stretch limo. He could get the Rolling Stones to perform in the limo with him. Yet, uh, my buddy, Chris, from high school, could show up uh, coked up with a six-pack uh, under his arm, I'm wearing sorry, a pair of sweatpants, and go bang your prom date in the bushes while you stood there and masturbated and cried. This is this is what I hated about being in high school. Now, uh, what's that, David? David? Yeah. Where do you get all the money? I work. Oh, okay. I've been I've been saving up since last year. Really? Yeah. What do you you work on the uh, stock exchange or put something? Put in a CD. Drew, you don't got fifteen hundred bucks to put toward a prom. No, no, no. Well, I work construction. Oh. Oh boy, they're gonna make fun of you when you get back to work. We'll see. Okay, and like, like. Hey, it's senior prom. <laughs> I've had a okay. I've had a crush on this girl for two years, mm. and like, like I see. I don't know if I think she's just overwhelmed by all this. I think it's a little, mm. little bit much, mm. and uh, she's probably expecting, thinking that you expect something. I don't think she's interested. And she's not as into it as. Well, maybe she will be. If you you, you asked her, and and how did did she did she think about it for a while? Eh, for like two seconds. Really? Yeah. And then she said no. She said yeah. Oh, she did. Yeah. Do you think she likes you? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I yeah. I I agree with Drew. You're probably spooking her a little bit. It's spooking me, and I'm not a seventeen year old prom date. Fifteen hundred bucks, I'll go to the prom team. You'll get a blowjob too. I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. Hey, I'm open. All right, uh, uh, David. Yeah. Uh, have you have you been with a woman romantically? Yes, I have. You have. Yes. What happened to her? Um, I moved. Oh, okay. Well, I wouldn't give. Uh, can you take back the necklace? I don't know. I'm kind of like like I I wouldn't want to ask for it back because it wouldn't make me feel right. You know what? Poor John. Oh, you gave her the necklace. Yeah. It, it, it's it's too late. Uh -huh. When's the prom? Uh, on the nineteenth. Just move on. Just go yeah. ahead, yeah. but we'll see what happens. Don't it, try to play it cool now a little bit, would you, Dave? Oh, mm -hmm. don't, don't get too nutty. Right. Don't, don't buy her any more stuff. Right. Don't I think you're too excited about this? And go with the anklet corsage. <laughs> That's smooth. Now my prom date's dead. Really? Yeah. My prom date died, um, I don't know, like four years after, five years after uh, my prom. From what? A beautiful girl named Jenny went to another school. It was really a sympathy thing. She didn't want to go yeah. with me. She, yeah, went to like a, went, <laughs> she went to like this Corvallis, this private school. I don't know how the hell I met her. Yeah. We never really went on any dates or anything. I just basically cornered her into going to the prom with me. And believe me, women get very generous around prom time. Right. They, they would never go with you before. They, they just, they'll go with a guy because it's his prom, because they get to get dressed up, because it's a limo and some of their friends are going. And usually what they'll do is they'll hang out with their friends and they'll, they'll try to keep it, in a, you know, they'll try to make a big group thing out of it. Right. And what the hell, they'll throw you a bone. And, and that's basically what uh, Jenny did for me. Sweetheart of a girl, sweet family, uh, beautiful uh, mom and dad, uh, had another sister is beautiful and uh no never slept with her uh, god knows i tried now i'm glad i didn't you know uh, yeah i'm not glad about all this other well, woman i couldn't well, sleep well, with but i uh she she went to santa barbara uh uc santa barbara uh, she graduated um I, I saw her a couple of years later fantastic great still look great smart everything going great um, um i had like a heart condition had to go to the hospital
And uh, the doctor said, um, uh, you got a heart condition and uh, you, you got to take it easy. And I don't know, two months later, she was at an aerobics classroom, just dropped that. Mm. That like uh, Len Bias, like the, the white Len Bias. Yeesh. Just pow. What is that? It could be a lot of different things. Oh, right. it is. Yeah. Oh. It's the Corolla curse. Mm. All right. Anyway. Why don't, oh. why don't you move Meanwhile, on? there's these guys who are in prison. They're they're 115 years old. Yeah. And they're, in the last 15 years, they've been uh, taking estrogen shots and making uh, gay pornography. And uh, poor Jenny. Uh, been gone for 10 years. All right. Uh, is Harvey Danger here yet, Ann? <laughs> this show. This is an amazing show. All right, we'll be back. Loveline's phone number is 1-800-LOVE-191. Loveline. With Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. We'll be right back. ...to Loveline with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. Yes, you is. Dr. Drew's in the crapper right now, everybody. Phone number for Loveline, 1-800-L-O-V-E-191. The ladies crapper. He always uses the girls' bathroom. And you know and what? he leaves the lid up. Oh, he leaves it up? The toilet seat up, yes. Yeah, but it's all right for you guys to put it down. I mean, the real objection is that... Well, you know what? There is yes. a... In the men's bathroom, there's one of those man's... Oh, there's a urinal. Yeah. Oh, there's no freedom like being in the urinal, Ann. You women should experience that once in your life. You really should. You know you, you know what you can do? You can you can pee if there's a cigarette butt or there's like a starburst or something in there. You can manipulate it with urine. There's also a whole bunch of different dots, uh, like it for drainage. You know, at the bottom, there's maybe, it's a square and it's maybe four across and four or five down. And you can go around it or you can connect them in a cross or you can do like the Iron Cross. There's many different symbols you can make. Uh, you can make the Jewish, um, the the uh, six pointed star. The hell are you talking about? I'm talking about Did urinating. Did you go to the ladies' bathroom again? Did I go to the ladies' bathroom? Yes. Yeah. Can you pull it up? Hey, let me yes. let me say this. <laughs> Always do. Ever since Adam brought that do. to my attention. If I um, in installed a ladies' bathroom in my my place of business, I would not make the toilet seat movable. I would just, um, yeah. you know, I would just epoxy it down to the bowl. Sure. Why have it lift up? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You get a lawsuit. Yeah. All right. Shut up. Right. All right. Harvey Danger has uh, had a little difficulty with the uh, limousine, but uh, they are in it and they're on their way. That's uh, the last word we heard. So uh, they should be here any moment now. And uh, when they are in, well, you'll be the first to know. Rob? Yeah, I'm here. You're 24. Yeah. What's going on over there? Uh, not much, man. Uh, first of all, I'd like to say, man, I just think your show is great, man. Uh, Adam, I think you should be a stand-up comedian, man, because I was listening to you last night. And you just you just cracked me up, dude. Oh, really? Yeah. What was I saying? Thank you. What was I saying specifically that made you fart? <laughs> uh, just, I don't know. You're just funny. You're just funny oh, thanks. Guy, man. Yeah. I hate stand-up, though. Oh, do you? Yeah. I think it's for uh, troubled people. <laughs> All right, well, anyway, on the serious side, man, uh, me and my fiance, I'm trying to talk kind of low because she's in the next room. I don't want her, I don't want her to hear me. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, we've been together for two years now. And uh, when we first got together, you know, I'm, I mean, I, I tried to get after, I, I tried to get this girl for like months, man. I couldn't get her. This is uh, your fiance? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I finally got her, you know, we've been together for two years. Everything's been great. 
but now all of a sudden I feel like I'm kind of falling out of out of love with her, man. I don't I don't know what the deal is. Mm-hmm. And I find myself more attracted to phone sex. I mean, before I met her, I was really into phone sex and everything. And then when I first got with her, it stopped. You know, I didn't need it anymore. But now mm-hmm. here recently, I feel like I'm addicted to it. Mm-hmm. Basically. Well, mm-hmm. It's sort of two issues. Is that, do you have sexual addiction? And Yeah, I, th- I think I do, man. All right. Well, I mean, don't, go get help for that then. I mean, there, there are groups that can help with that. If indeed this is sexual addiction, it will progress and there will be other consequences from your compulsion. And but, and, and, and there is alcohol involved too. Right, right. And they usually, in, with, with true sexual addictions, it's usually in the setting of other addictions. Well, see, when, when it first started, it was just uh, every, every time I would get drunk, that that would be the only time I would call it. But well, I but, think the but, more but, serious but now, issue may be the uh, the alcohol. Anyway, in the long term, so you might want to just get involved yeah, with the eight yeah. star. But look, that's 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 a separate issue. Clear, you know, it's pretty clear that you've got that. You need help with that. Fine. This relationship uh, either may be part of the. Uh, the losses you're going to incur as a result of your progressive addictive process, or maybe this just person is not the idealized object you thought she was when you got involved I mean, with her in the first place. I still love her. I care about her. I mean, she's my life. Yeah, but, but she's not what you thought she was. She's she's a person. As you got to know the person, or as the relationship has evolved, maybe it's not not for you. I don't know. Mm. I mean, don't feel bad that a relationship runs <clears throat> its course. When uh, have you set a date for the marriage? Uh, no, not yet. No. How old is she? She's She'll be 32 in oh. November. She has six kids? She has five. Oh. <laughs> five kids? Well, it's less than six. Yeah. I was kidding with the six, by the way. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh. How long you were pursuing um, Was she pregnant the whole time you were pursuing her? No. No. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, Rob. Go to, oh, get this, uh, Go to the program. Listen, this is. Uh, I can understand you wanting to escape into a little drink and a little phone sex. <laughs> yeah. You prepared yeah. to be a stepfather to five kids? Huh? You prepared to be a stepfather to five kids? Yeah, actually, I think I am, but that, that that's not the issue, really. The oh. issue is just this, this is really my problem. I mean, and she, well, she, she's been great. <laughs> I mean, she's treated me great. What, um, uh, is this, uh, was she married for a while, or is this a, a couple different dads? Yeah, she got a couple different. Yeah, there, there is a couple different dads, yeah. but I, I do know her first ex-husband, her, her first husband, and mm-hmm. me and me and him get along great. I mean, oh, yeah. Ron, nice. look, Ron, I, yeah. wait a minute, how many how many dads? Three or four? There's been two. Hmm. So she had two and a half with age. <laughs> Something like that. A little stumper there for. Uh, there, 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 was, there was three with one and like two with the other. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, her, her, her oldest kids love me. I mean, her daughter loves me to death. Well, uh, of course. They're, uh, they can go out drinking with yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what uh, what'd you do with your oldest stepkid? Well, first we went to the range, and we went out drinking, <laughs> and we hit one of those airport nudie bars. We went to the park and scored some weed. It was great. <laughs> then we watched uh, 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 Rich Man, Poor Man. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, look, um, deal, deal with the addictive situation. Oh. I think maybe you'll get some clarity on what's going on with the relationship and the process of recovery from your alcoholism. Uh, don't try to figure oh. things out right now. You've got a lot of figuring to do here. Yeah. And I think you're going to need some relationship with recovering people in order to get that figure in. As Quickstraw McGraw would say, you... Uh, Let me do the thinning. I'll do the thinning <laughs> around here, El, El Cabong. No, Babalu. No. Babalu. <laughs> El Cabong was quick, quick straws like alter ego or something. Right. He hit everyone with that guitar. Right. 
man, that was entertainment. They don't make cartoons like that anymore. They don't have that sort of cutting edge. Uh, well, I don't, I don't think are, my, so. My kids were watching the Flintstones the other day, and, and do you remember he had a guy named Kazoo? Yeah, he the was Martian. the little Martian. Yeah, it took him. It took him to the 21st century. And there are the jets. There the uh, the uh, Flintstones in the Jetsons uh, background. Genius. Huh? That kind of crossover. You don't find it in today's cartoons. Pure genius. All right, Drew, let's uh, let's just tease this next call here. Octavia. Yes. Oh, have we ever had an Octavia on this show? I don't think so. You're 17. Yeah. What's going on? Okay. Um, I fell in love with this boy. We had um, a wonderful relationship, and during the end, he started to treat me really horribly. <clears throat> um, I broke up with him, and we became friends, and then our relationship ended at a very negative point. About a month and a half ago, he was stabbed to death. Right. And ever since then, I have gone into um, deep depression. I don't know if I'm, like, um, overreacting or if I'm... I The first reaction I had to his death was, was I supposed to be feeling this way? I didn't... How long ago was it? About a month and a half. All right. How old was he? 17. What happened? Um, I am... Um, we're not exactly sure. There was about 50 kids that fought, um, and he was beating a kid up. Over some reason, no one really knows that the people that were fighting, and this kid just stabbed him like 12 times. Mm -hmm. They they catch a guy who stabbed him? Uh, yeah, they know who it is, but he's not in jail. Oh. Well, as long as I know who it is, right, Drew? <laughs> wow. Oh, boy. Uh, so uh, we're going to wrap this up, by the way. is So, Octavia, you're... you're but your question is, well, should you feel this bad is the question, right? I, I don't understand why this is um, making me feel so... Well, my father died four years ago. Yeah. And um, I, I feel completely... This pain is completely different, and it seems way more intense than... Huh. Well, some of it may be some residual stuff from Dad. I mean, here's the weird thing. I'm uh, trying to think of an analogy. Is sometimes um, you know you're, you it's like a like an earthquake you know there's uh, things build up and then it comes out and then it, it lies dormant for a while and yeah. you never quite know. Right. I mean uh, I can remember having girlfriend a girlfriend break up with me. I didn't even like her that much and it was total devastation and it felt like uh, I was uh, mourning for a, a a team a softball team yeah. and I realized later well, it was just a bunch of pain I had from uh, other relationships. Parent, right, parent relationships. Yeah, primary yes. relationships, as uh, Drew would say. So, part of this pain it could be the stuff that's with your dad. Yeah, and then, and then part of it is just the fact he had a relationship with someone and got stabbed to death. And understand, she she's wondering why it's so intense since it was such a lousy relationship and she was being abused about it. But the, you needed that was the piece you were looking for. I mean, that was the stuff you were trying to fix. And here in the right. trying to fix all that. The guy dies, and that, that had obviously has some meaning for you that you got to figure out. And right. clearly, there's something related to dad, and also the loss of dad that's left uh, undealt with. If you if you have difficulty functioning, get help. Mourning is a normal part of loss. Everybody mourns, but if you keep going down, and if you have trouble functioning, either get help with the mourning and or get evaluation to make sure you're not falling into a true depression. And let me just say something to those who are mourning. Right. Remember, mourning eventually turns to yeah, afternoon. Right. Yeah. Oh, Drew, don't ever, never crap on one of my Hallmark moments, you mm. bastard. We'll be back. What a way worse off than you. Listen to Loveline. Hey, it's Loveline. 
on um, <laughs> on the Fox? <laughs> what station are we on? Hey, look, it's Harvey Danger. Hey. Howdy, boys. Hello. Hello. Sit on down. Terribly sorry we're late. Oh, that's all right. Promise it wasn't our fault. That's uh, that's quite all right. Let me get rid of uh, all this uh, junk we have uh, here. <laughs> Uh, all right, and I've never met you guys, and I don't know uh, which ones uh, you is. Usually what I do is I ask uh, people about 10 seconds before the show begins, and then I pretend like I know them. But in your case, I'm just going to ask you uh, your names. Uh, my name's Sean. Uh, uh, I, I sing in the band. Sean. What's that, band? What Singer? <laughs> singer okay. What's your last name, Sean? Nelson. I guess I could look at this thing. All right, Sean Nelson. That's yes. easy. All right. So I'll call you Sean. <laughs> and How appropriate. Uh, Aaron. Uh, Aaron. All right. All right. Uh, I'm sorry we had to do it this way, boys. It's just um, you guys showed up late and we were cutting these liners and um, you know how it goes. But um, I was excited about you guys coming in because I guess you heard it. I, I really love your song. Yes. And, Thank, uh, thanks and, for uh, loving it. So and I'm much. guessing I'll probably love other songs that are on the album as well. If all goes according to plan. <laughs> I just uh, I just particularly love this one, and this is the one that K-Rock uh, out here in Los Angeles is playing. Bless and, their hearts. Uh, I've just been banging my head to it uh, for a while now, and Sherry over there knows uh, knows it and loves it too. And we're both... Uh, I, I You know what? I think we're a simpatico, me and you, on the music there, Sherry. We uh, it, To me, we are talking about it last night, and it has a little bit of a... Uh, it, it's, it's got we'll a little play bit of a... Let's just play it, Adam. Let's huh? play it. Should we just play it? Okay, hey, we're shut through his mic off. Would you, please? Say. Jesus, I've had enough of him. Speaking of someone who's heard this song about five billion times, I'd like to hear what you have to say about it. Thank you. Thank you very much. I think that it has a little Don't bit of a... Oh, for Christ. <laughs> Is there a way we could shut his mic off even more? No. Uh, it, it has a little bit of a uh, glam rock sound to it. Maybe uh, a little Gary Glitter or uh, Sweet or a T-Rex, as, uh, as Sherry was saying. But it has a little bit of an anthem sound to it that mm. uh, reminds me of, of my youth. Right. And it has a lot of different uh, types of uh, sounds in it, but this is one of them. Especially, I guess, the guitar, mm. the guitar riffs in it. Did, well, uh, you, did you set out to uh, make it that way, or, or if I, did I just uh, add that? I think you have, you have added that, um, though we thank you for adding it. Um, it's uh, Those are not the bands that we typically uh, associate with ourselves. Not they're Gary all, Glitter? All not T-Rex? I mean, not you know, sweet? who doesn't love child porn like Gary Glitter? But, um, <laughs> I, you know, we... Uh, Definitely, we definitely like those bands a lot, and uh, you know, anthem is not a dirty word where, no. we, where we come from. I'm saying this is the kind of thing that could be played in a basketball arena 20 years from now. It's still my heart. That's why we wrote it. Oh, uh, you're batting a thousand so far. <laughs> I know you guys are artists and everything, but it really, oh, no. it, it, I, I love I, I love the song, and it's just uh, it, Drew, just relax over there. <laughs> Drew, do you even know the song we're talking about? I can't speak to you. And okay, and the and I like the lyrics a lot too. Thank I like you. the uh, being around the world and seeing that only stupid people are breeding. That's very close. And this is off the radio, by the way. Yes. And I'm always stoned when I listen to the radio, <laughs> so that's really good. Well, we were stoned when we made the song. And then you you put in uh, Cretans, uh, right? Cretans, yeah. Right. Yeah, it's a, that was a fairly large word. Yeah, it's pretty good. And you guys aren't even English, are you? No. Yeah, well, not remotely. Most folks from Seattle don't don't use Cretan. Oh yes, they do. Oh, they do. That's a big word up there. What do they call in English, Drew? Cretan? <laughs> no. All right. I think you're right, Drew. We should hear the song. That's too late. We have to go to commercials. No, and we don't. You've dragged yeah, on. No, for 10 no, minutes. we don't. We don't. 
Cretin, by the way, is a was a term derived to describe children born with congenital thyroid deficiency. Yeah, don't you guys feel bad now? <laughs> We're sorry. We're terribly sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, but there's a lot of words like, um, you know, like what yeah. was, what, you know, like Tardo and stuff, right. you know. <laughs> all right, let's, uh, rhyme. All right, let's <laughs> listen to the song and then we'll get back. Harvey Danger. See, that was a stadium part at the end. You see? 
at the end with that guitar riff. You're such a poser. <laughs> the octave's on the bass. bass. You should hear Adam talking about music as he knows what the hell he's talking about. You're such I, a poser. Uh, Liz, I know what I like, Hold and up. I like this uh, Harvey Danger. I don't know. Maybe this is their only uh, their only good song, but it's still worth it. But you'll never know because you'll never <laughs> listen to the album. No, I'm going to get the CD, but I can't buy CDs anymore. I've been ruined. Okay. It'd be like uh, Ron Jeremy paying for sex. <laughs> <laughs> he screwed. The guys were getting paid for so long to screw uh, good-looking women. He, he screwed. That's the way it is with me and CDs. But I'm going to get a free one tonight, right? Absolutely. <laughs> yes, that's a good answer. <laughs> All right. Might as well go to break. You want to go to break? Yeah. All right, Aaron and Sean are both here from uh, Harvey Danger, and we'll uh, find out a little more about the band, and you guys can tell us uh, where you're playing or if you're playing or what you're playing and all that kind of stuff, and then we'll take some calls, and I'll be after this. Yeah, you guys are true artists. <laughs> <laughs> Starving artists. Classically trained. Yeah, it's it's tough because uh, Flagpole City does not appear anywhere in the song, and if you were to call up... oh. See, that's humiliating because all these people have to go to these record stores and they got to stand uh, and look at some uh, idiot behind the counter and go, um, uh, the, the name of the group is, um, uh, you know, um, being around the world and seeing that all. <laughs> oh, yeah, that one. Yeah. Yeah. I swear to God, people are going to they have to do that, right? That's our only confrontational stance as a band. <laughs> some people will, like, spit on their fans. We love anybody who listens to us. Um, this, but you have to be able to stay working. You have to be able to sing. Right. <laughs> is, this Adam, is Adam, your... What? You got to do a break. Oh, Jesus. Thanks, Drew. That's good. Wow, everybody. Drew doing his job. All right. <laughs> we'll be back in 10 seconds. This is Loveline on Radio Station. New Rock. KFMA. 92.1 FM. Green Valley, Tucson. I've had anal sex. All right, Drew, mics are hot. Harvey Danger is here, Aaron and Sean. That's good delivery on that one. Flagpole Sitta is the name of the uh, song we just played. Uh, I guess we'll play something else off of the uh, Where Have All the Merrymakers Gone CD from Harvey Danger uh, later on tonight. All right, Drew. Let's go. You ready to uh, rock on here? Kyle. Yeah. You're 16. Yeah. What's going on over there? Um, my girlfriend. Wait, wait, wait. You answer questions. Okay. Oh, <laughs> guys, big fans of the show. Well, I was, yeah. are we allowed to talk? Was yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Can I take these handcuffs off? <laughs> yes. Kyle. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, my girlfriend. She's like 16. She masturbates like 10 times a day, or like maybe six. But um, I don't know if I can like satisfy her in bed. Mm -hmm. I, we haven't had sex yet, or. How did this come up in conversation? Um, we were just talking about it one day, and she's, I was like, I was like, so, like, what are you wearing? I was like, and then we started talking, I was like, do you ever masturbate? She's like, yeah, like, six times a day and stuff. Hmm. Over the phone, I'm guessing? Yeah. Yeah, stupid to ask what you're wearing when you're sitting in the same room, right? <laughs> um, and, you know, they never say, uh, burlap sack, piece of rope tied around it. Anything ever happened to her when she was growing up? Anybody ever masturbate for her? No, anybody ever abuse her in any way? Well, that's what um, I mean. I think, uh, no. Because, uh, I, I mean, six times a day is sort of uh, somewhat... Kyle would uh, make a great witness, wouldn't he? Yeah. Um, like, uh, I yes, think... it, uh, oh, no. All right, you asked me the question. I'll do that. Uh, okay. did, did anybody ever abuse her when she was younger? Uh, uh, oh, wait, hold on, Kyle. I'm playing you for a second. Go ahead. Anybody ever abuse her when she was younger? Uh, I think, uh... Kyle answered no. again. <laughs> hey, Kyle? Yeah. Hold on. Just so we can uh, finish this love line recreation, mm -hmm. I'm going to put you on hold for a second. All right. But you can continue talking. 
Okay. <laughs> Kyle. Yeah. Kyle. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. Uh, anybody I, ever abused her when she was younger? Uh, I think um, no. There we go. All okay. Right. Now I just had to finish. Your witness. <laughs> Kyle. Yeah. yeah, sometimes when people are overly hypersexual or overly involved, with, overly involved with their sexuality, it's because they were sort of uh, abused sexually in some young age. Either it makes people aversive to sex or overly involved with it. We hear people, I mean, six times a day could be normal, but it, it makes us a little suspicious that something happened. She's but, like, like, every time I talk to her, though, she's like horny, like, I don't know, she's like... But nothing happened to her? Uh, not that I know of. Hmm. How old is she? 16. 16. All right. So you're having regular intercourse with her? Uh, we haven't had sex yet, but I, I don't know if I can, like, I mean, she's, like, always like this. She's always, like, horny. I don't know if I can, like, satisfy her. So you feel sort of overwhelmed by her. Yeah. It's kind of scary. Yeah. It makes me think something's up. I don't know. Uh, I, what do you want from us, Kyle? Huh? You're going to be okay. Yeah. What would you like us to say? Yes, what do you, you can what, satisfy her. Yeah. What do you need from us? Um, I don't know, some reinsurance or... Reinsurance? Can you reinsure him for him? We're not in that business. I can't. What kind of deductible are we looking at? Do you smoke? How old are you? Kyle, I think you're going to be fine. If you like her, if you care about her, stay focused on the relationship. Uh, don't don't be so worried about the differences in your mm -hmm. degree of aggressiveness. Unless you find out some history there that she has been abused in some fashion, then you're going to be in for sort of a difficult ride. Okay. Kyle? Yeah. You drive? Uh, no. You plan? Uh, not legally. You going to get your license? Yeah. You know, you can't drive legally in the state of California without assurance. That's why he's calling. All right, Kyle. Kyle, you'll be fine. All right. All right. Oh, boy. Reassurance. Yeah, I, um, we, we, we don't want to uh, blanket everybody with every statement we make, but usually when we um, talk to people, girls and guys, and uh, the girls are 15, 16 years old, and they're sort of uh, overtly sexual. Overly but, sexual, yeah. Yeah overly overtly yeah. assured sexually uh usually there was a little something going on in the past and then they kind of act out and that's usually what we're getting but it's hard to tell because we're just speaking to uh, kyle over here but kyle's intimidated yeah it'd be like uh, your first uh, day as a cook and they uh, put you at benny hana right and um for the president james Yes, uh, I'm 22. I've got a question about Ritalin and how it will affect my sexual peak if that's what has already happened. What? Tell us. Um, well, I've done Ritalin since I was 12. I lost my virginity at 13 uh, that I regret. And I'm wondering if it has... Um, I know there's no cousin drugs to Ritalin like there is Prozac and Zoloft. And I'm wondering if there's any... Uh, there are lots of cousin drugs to Ritalin. There are what? There are lots of cousin drugs to Ritalin. There are? Sure. What are they? If they're all amphetamines. Like which ones? Does oxen? Well, that's or, more of an uncle. Or, or um, <laughs> it's not really what I think of as a cousin drug. I'm blanking on the other one. Are there any homo uh, homeopathic drugs? Not. It would be anywhere nearly as effective or as, as potent as Ritalin. I mean, we're talking about apples and oranges. Okay. Did, does any of that homeopathic? Did you guys ever take any of that stuff? You're from Seattle. I was uh, given some uh, homeopathic, like natural caffeine pills once to take, and mm -hmm. I had a really bad case of uh, no dose. The runs of, of awful, like genital shriveling. <laughs> really? If I can be, if I can be frank here on yeah. the line, what's uh, a stimulant? Sure. Yeah. And, I have uh, 
Did it work? I, st- I stopped taking it. Did it get you going? Um, it, it may have. I'm not sure. I kind of. It may have just been the anxiety because you know. Right. Had such I took a homeopathic sleeping pill once, and I did fall asleep a few short hours later. <laughs> really? <laughs> and you slept a full three and a half hours. <laughs> it was uh, amazing. Why are you still on Ritalin? I mean, you you were on it as a young child and a young adolescent, and you obviously have ADD. Right. Right. Why, well, why still? Um, I I don't know if my like LD has stayed with me. I find it helps me in school uh, to concentrate for long hours of studying. Okay. Um, it also helps in the workforce. Um, and then when I don't have anything to do, I don't take it. Uh, but it is a very addicting drug, and that's why I'm trying to sort of stray away from this because you know you, I uh, fluctuate. You know, one day I'll take one milligram, uh, ten milligrams, next day twenty, and then you I shouldn't be release. you shouldn't be screwing around with it like that. That's not the way it's designed to be used. And if there's an addictive potential there, it's time to graduate, I believe, into some other choices. And there are multiple other medications medications to be used for ADD. And if you're going to use anything, make sure it's being used regularly and under careful supervision. Hey, is ADD, is that, how close is that to um, hyperactivity? It's very similar. And isn't it They're weird cousins. that they, that they you know, it's Part more of, of a uh, nephew <laughs> and niece sort of relationship. But Drew, isn't it weird that they uh, treat that with speed? Yeah, and stimulants calm them down, make them focus. And isn't it kind of like I, I know it is not it's nothing like, like it's this, like but taking it's like a fire and putting you know putting it out by we're gonna blow it out. Yeah, exactly. A little lighter fluid. No, I was I was gonna say it's like getting the uh, serum to the uh, snake venom from the snake venom. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Has anyone figured out why that works that way? Uh, there are various theories. I'm not real familiar with them, but I know people work on that all the time. Mm-hmm. You don't think a quaalude would be more effective for mm-hmm. hyperactivity? Nope. Really? Mm. Have they tried? I bet that would work. Mm. Okay. Listen, I'm, I'm no uh, the pediatric pharmacist. Indeed drew. not. <laughs> but I'm smart enough to come up with that word. Mm. <laughs> that was pretty good. Chris. Yeah. You're 13. Yeah. Um. Uh, my problem is like when I masturbate, like my legs get like all crampy. Have you yeah. tried sitting down? No, I'm lying down. Oh. Yeah, you lock the leg. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's a problem. Yeah. Bad technique. The Corolla cramp. Yeah. I was in a wheelchair <laughs> through uh, most of high school because of that. Are you now warming up enough? Uh, I guess so. Maybe some calisthenics. Charlie Horse, the Corolla cramp. Yeah. It's uh, it's important to really stretch out before you uh, begin a masturbatory session, Chris. Okay. Are you, are you breaking a sweat or are you going in there cold? No, I'm just cold. You're cold? Yeah. It's really important to warm up. I'll use uh, what the, uh, well, first off, I have a team. I have guys. <laughs> you know, like when a fighter enters the ring and there's a guy sort of behind him giving him a constant massage and keeping him loose and you know, the guy's moving his head around. And I will wear a robe with a hood over it as I enter the bed. What do they call you these days? The executioner. I'll stare down the pornography before I actually load it up into the VCR just to, just to show it who's boss. <laughs> then during the uh, announcements, I try to stay loose uh, and rarely looking the pornography in the eye after the stare down. And then uh, I'll usually uh, step into a uh, little tub of uh, talc. And uh, do a little back and forth shuffle with my feet before I then uh, knock the slippers off and jump into the sack. I bet you could beat it with one arm, one hand tied behind your back. Yeah, I absolutely could. Actually, no, I do need that hand to hold hold the magazine. <laughs> but I, I get your point. So, Chris? Yeah. Try, uh, try uh, relaxing your legs a little. Okay. No, he's locking his legs. Clearly. And, and, and this is the second or third round that you're doing this, right? This isn't the first round. No. 
This is when you're going for multiples, right? Yeah. Yeah. you got to be a distance masturbator if you're going to be a masturbator at all in the 90s. Right. And also, you should wait a half hour after you eat or you're going to cramp up for sure. That's true. Chris? Yeah. How many times are you going for? Uh, like, um, three or four. Mm-hmm. And what time period are we talking about? Uh, within, like, maybe a few hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, let's see. All right, let me clamp you on it. All right, Drew, stop clamping. That's enough. Chris? Yeah. Yeah, just uh, flex your legs a little. Don't point your toes. Don't lock your, uh, lock your legs. You uh, understand? Here's the problem. It, it's not that you, and Drew, you're, you're a physician. You can back me up on this. It's not that you uh, produce any more, um, uh, what is that, um, what the hell do they call that, lactic acid or something mm-hmm. like that? It's not that you produce any more when you're masturbating. It's just you don't, you don't stop when you would have stopped a long time ago. Right. Like if you were uh, pulling weeds. Right. You would have stopped a half hour earlier. You have because, your wits about you. <laughs> right. But uh, all all pain, it, it, you become like a ninja. You you focus uh, you you focus so strongly at the matter uh, at hand, pardon the pun, that you, you put everything out of your mind, and you become uh, one with the pornography, and you don't feel it. Like and, a ninja. Uh, right. And that's I, funny because that's my masturbating nickname. <laughs> really, the ninja. <laughs> Pulling weeds just doesn't have the same big payoff at the end. No. Uh, so, uh, so you should you do it sitting down, but don't do it in the shower because if you cramp up in the shower, you're going to hit your head, and All that's right. where your folks will find you. Oh, and you, you could you need, to, you need to come up with a little pamphlet, a smart tips on masturbating, would you? Yeah, I'm looking for a mascot. Oh, oh, oh please. You know, you know how it is. Like, uh, I'm going to need like a kangaroo or something, or <laughs> something with a big uh, a monkey, maybe. Monkeys, Monkeys seem to masturbate yeah, constantly. They masturbate a lot. Yeah. All right. Now I have to think of a name. And masturbation's a little. Uh, yeah, and. Spanky? His name would be like, okay, Spanky the monkey. And, okay. um, uh, uh, off right off the top of my head. And, yeah, again, this is all off the top of our heads, but, uh, masturbation is not monkey business. Or don't <laughs> monkey around with masturbation. It's good to get a lot That's of uh, alliteration in, too. Yeah. Mmm. Right. Right. Mickey the monkey says, don't mix masturbation with, um, methanol. <laughs> All right. Well, again, we'd have to really sit down and, and work this whole thing. Get out. the Surgeon General on the phone. Jason. Yeah. You're 18. Yeah. What's going on? All right. Um, you know, I was laying down with my girlfriend the other night, and uh, you know, we we're just chilling there, and she asked me if I have had any cold sores on my mouth, and I kind of paused. You know, I was like, "What?" And uh, she said that she gave a guy, you know, a rare form of herpes in the mouth. A rare form in the mouth? Well, I, I don't know how many forms there are. How many forms are there, Drew? Well, there's two, but they both occur in both places. All right, and now I'm kind of scared. What do you mean she gave him something? I mean, she has well, genital well, herpes? No, well, I don't know. He said that She said that he had like, you know, 10 cold sores on his mouth, and uh, the doctor that he went to said it was from contact with herpes. Now, I don't know if it was from her or not, but... Uh, well, I mean, oral herpes are very, very... I mean, everybody basically gets that at some point or another. Oh, okay. It doesn't always have to be sexually transmitted. Right. But if you if you give somebody oral sex when you're having canker sores, you have a potential to transmit something down. Okay. But you're talking about your mouth, not your groin, right? Right. And she has no symptoms. Um, From what I've seen... I've been dating her for, like, about the past three weeks, and from what I've seen, I haven't seen anything. Well, it's been three weeks. I've seen I, I, it at all. It doesn't matter what you see. What does she tell you? Does she have symptoms or doesn't she? 
Um, she said she gets cold sores every once in a while. On her mouth. Yeah. All right. So don't have oral sex when she's having that. All right. Thanks, Ace. Okay. All right, Jason. All right. Are you having? We're having them anywhere. You having sex? Uh, uh, well, I take you. You know, I listen to your show all the time, and uh, I'm smart. I use a condom and everything. Right. Okay. Ace right. Rockola, Rock you are the man. Yeah. That's, you do a good job. Yeah. That's, all right. that's my radio name, Ace Rockola. <laughs> you guys like that? That's great. Yeah. That's better than the executioner. Yeah, that's my masturbatory name. Right. That's when I want to in, in, intimidate an opponent. But uh, for the radio, it's the jovial Ace Rockola. Jovial. <laughs> <laughs> so I, so yeah. I guess if we're listening to you on the radio and you call yourself the executioner, then Something we know what's going on. on. You know what's going on. Yeah, you'll hear the door slam and Drew's car start up. <laughs> and uh, that's how you know. Manuel. Manuel, yeah. Hey. Oh, Manuel, sorry. Colin from Seattle, I wanted to say hey to Harvey Danger. Hey. Oh. Say I'm hi actually, to Seattle. We'll be there yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, friend of Shoshana's, as a matter of fact. Oh, my sister. Yeah, Hello. and I, I met you, Sean, up at uh, Davy and Sarmont's house one time. <laughs> anyway, let's not get um, that personal. Anyway, this is well, going yeah, on nationally. Sorry. No, it's okay. Anyway, oh, I know who you are. All right, um, Just wanted to just say I love you guys and uh, saw you play the little free show at the Speakeasy, and you've come a long way. Obviously, you're all over the place, and yeah, well, um, awesome. Yeah, uh, thanks for calling. That, that was an, an acoustic show at a tiny little cafe that he saw years ago. Um, well, yeah. Do you have any sexual hang-ups? <laughs> um, you know, Since now that I've disclosed my identity, I'm not entirely comfortable you know, Fair enough. bringing that all up right now. But anyways, have a great night. You too. And uh, Adam and Drew, you know, you guys are also awesome, but uh, I'll uh, maybe talk to you guys later on. <laughs> all right. Use a different name. Yeah, absolutely. All right. If you're going to use a fake name, though, use one I can pronounce. It'll be the executioner next time. All right. I'll know exactly who you are. How long ago did he see you in this coffee shop? Uh, generally, at, at Christmas time, we do a free acoustic show at this cafe in Seattle called The Speakeasy. And so it may have been this past Christmas, but it may have been Christmas prior. Well, it was, uh, I've only been to Seattle once. It was for uh, the Final Four when UCLA was there about three years ago. I remember that. And, uh, I think I saw you. Yeah, that's right. Well, you guys were playing the acoustic show. Yeah, that's right. Speak easy. Yeah. It was uh, a really nice town. I, I really enjoyed it. And uh, I guess the only gripe that people have about it is, is it rains too much. But, uh, it's pouring rain outside it right is. here in L.A. Yeah, yeah, I know. And I like it. it anything better than heat. Jesus Christ, any time I, I go to um, Arizona or uh, Nevada or something like that, I think, how can these people survive? Because I'll always seem to be there in April, and it's 114, and I think, Christ, we're not even into the summer yet. We never go outside. Oh, they don't? Everything's right. air-conditioned. Do, uh, do they have to go to casinos to gamble, or do people just have gambling in their own home <laughs> over there in Nevada? Good question. It's great. they got to get gambling. You know what they have to do? I just thought about this. You know how there's all these gambling places? As soon as you cross the border, you can begin gambling. And they have gambling in the airport, for instance. Right. Um, they ought to put slot machines on the plane. And as soon as they fly over the um, California-Nevada border, they just pull the dust cover off. Oh, how about have little satellite devices that they hand you as you, your car crosses the border? <laughs> right, you could just gamble from your car. Yeah, like, uh, as you drive well, down to the bay. Your captain has turned off the no greed sign. <laughs> but can you gamble on the internet yet? I mean, it's such a wonderful tool for bringing people together that I figured that <laughs> they, there must be something going on. They do have that, yes. Bingo, especially. Melissa. Hi. You're 20. Yes, and I'm from Long Beach. All right. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I saw Harvey Danger play at the Troubadour. Yes. Oh, yeah. Do you remember me? Yes. Hi. Hi. Um, I'm really nervous right now. <laughs> I'm a little nervous myself. 
I'm even more so. Um, I just wanted to say again, you are the best band. Well, Harvey Danger is the best band in the world, and I thank you so much for making such beautiful music. Oh, Your wow, thank are you. So incredible, and I have to say again, Old Hat is the best song in the whole entire world, <laughs> and I play that religiously. Oh, wow. I guess I, that counts as a request. <laughs> Did you play it? We, oh, yeah. we, we still don't know how to play that song oh. again yet. <laughs> we have to learn again. It's an oldie. <clears throat> it's on the CD, though. It is. We, we, it's the oldest song in our repertoire. Well, it's not in our repertoire. It's the oldest song on our album. Right. Um, but we will learn it again, especially for Melissa, and we'll play it next time we're in L.A. And um, I wanted to know, um, who are your musical influences? Uh, well, that's, uh, that's sort of a, a big question, but definitely uh, I mean, the, the Beatles and um, uh, Smith. the Kinks, the Smiths. The Joey, Joey Leopard. <laughs> you know, exactly. Sweet. The usual. Scorpion. Sweet. Scorps. Yeah. Scorps. Um, there's a, I mean, pretty, you know, all band, we, we all really listen to a lot of different stuff. I mean, we've been listening to Luna and uh, Pavement a lot lately. And, you know. Cool. And I kind of have another question. Yeah. Um, I was wondering, um, you went to University of Washington, right? Uh, briefly, yes, oh, yeah, for, oh. for about three years. <clears throat> um, what was your major? My major? Uh-huh. Uh, it was comparative literature. I had a feeling you were like some sort of English major. Because, I mean, call me Ishmael and, and the, the whole, how your lyrics are so cleverly done. I just had a feeling. I knew it, you know? Thank you. What's um, his, uh, what's would that be a message that you can be a dropout and still be considered clever <laughs> by people uh, later on? What do you think his sign is, Melissa? Um, Aquarius. Wrong. Keep going. Um, There's only a few more. <laughs> Pisces. Nope. Keep going. Um... <laughs> I give up. Keep going. Come on. Oh, um, <laughs> Don't give up on me now. Come on. Oh, cancer. Oh, you're so close. That was close. Keep going. Scorpio. No, go the other direction from oh, cancer. I, I can't. I, that other way is it really... It starts with a G and runs Gemini. with Memini. <laughs> I live right. on Gemini Street. I kid you not. I live right. on Gemini Street. <laughs> right, now I'm done. Now it's important not <laughs> Thanks, to Thanks, Melissa. Thanks okay. for calling. The, right. the reason I, I, I answered to guess the sign is... is um, Every time somebody uh, asks, first off, guys never guess anyone's sign. I don't think they even know. I, my friends think there's like, what is there, eight of those? <laughs> eight or nine. I know there's eight or nine. But guys will never guess. Women guess. And and here's how it usually goes. Uh, Adam, are you Capricorn? <laughs> uh, no. I didn't think so. Sagittarius? No. And then they shake their head no as you're saying no. No. Yeah, yeah, definitely not. <laughs> Why don't you suggest it? Just to be, do you like being wrong? And then, uh, so you go through 15 of them. They're really, like they're making some up. Applause. Uh, 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 Crapronite? <laughs> no. no. I'm not in that. They start uh, naming um, uh, things like ships and stuff. And, and then eventually, at the very end, they go, okay, what are you in here? Uh, I'm a Gemini. Exactly. I know it. I know because you have two personalities, <laughs> and uh, there's a part of you. That, it's like, uh, listen, you couldn't have guessed that 20 minutes ago if you if you were so sure that's what I was. And when's your birthday? I'm a Gemini too. June 12th. All right, May 27th. Woohoo! Who's June 21st? And really? All right. Okay. Gotta write that down so I can forget about that so I don't get pissed. You got me a fabulous gift. Oh, did I? What did I get you? A big salad bowl or something? Yeah. Yeah, me and Drew went yeah. to the Pottery Barn. Right. Oh, boy. I felt like we uh, compromised our masculinity a little, <laughs> Drew and I hand in hand, walking through, <laughs> skipping through the Pottery Barn, looking for a uh, gift for Anne. For but she was blown away by it.
Oh, really? Remember? It worked? Yeah. It was kind of funny because it's not like, uh, let's get her something we need. she really needs. It was more like, uh, uh, no, she'd be pissed if we got her that. No, she'd be pissed. No, too cheap. No, that she'd be pissed. Insult. Oh, this one looks expensive. Okay, let's do this. We're buying her one separately? I thought we are going in on this one. All right. Harvey Danger's here. We're going to hear uh, something else off the um when we come back. Has uh, joined us from Harvey Danger and uh, Sean Nelson is still here from Harvey Danger. And hey, uh, producer Ann, what the hell's the name of that? Uh, well, I'm trying to think of this rock guy. He's a guy who works out all the time. Glenn Danzig. There you go. <laughs> Joe Piscopo. <laughs> Glenn Piscopo. <laughs> can't sing, can't act, but he works out all the time. <laughs> And he's not funny. No, Glenn Danzig. Uh, we were just talking about the scary guys who are on the show. Although, see, Glenn's a real nice guy. It's just uh, all these guys, uh, all these tough guy type guys, you have, you have to, like, get to know them for, like, um, I don't know. They're like uh, dogs. they got to sniff you for a little while. <laughs> they're not real friendly at the beginning. Although, uh, from working years and years of uh, construction, I've learned uh, how to deal with these guys because they're all the same guy, which is uh, they're all a-holes. The first day you meet them, and uh, they're bastards. And then by the end of the week, uh, Friday, they want to go out and have a beer with you. The problem is, is you think they're an a-hole at this point because they're such a-holes uh, when you're getting to know them. And they think that, that you're their fan. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Actually, I just heard that one of the insane clown posse guys uh, had to go in for a little psychiatric uh, evaluation. Apparently cut off his dreadlocks or something. And violent J, I think that was. Yeah, yeah. Violent J. What happened to him? Uh, he cut it. Violent J cut off his uh, dreadlocks, and I think that's restored his power. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so he, uh, or it was either that or his Mexican wrestling mask. But uh, he had to go in for a little psychiatric evaluation because he was so violent, or what happened? I don't know what happened. I guess when you're named they Violent the, J, who, who they are the insane clown posse. No, yeah. they, they scared the hell out of us. Well, first off, you're named the insane clown posse, and your name is Violent J. So, uh, how much does it take for you to get locked up at that point? But <laughs> yeah, this band scared the crap out of Drew and I. They, they turned out to be real nice guys, but they did the show with these Mexican pro wrestling masks <laughs> on. That's really good for radio. And both, you know it. It is because it scared the, the crap out of the host and it made for uh, good radio listening uh, to our teeth chatter <laughs> during the interview. But these guys both weigh about 230 mm. and they both go about 6'2", six, 6'3". Six, and they're big guys with a Mexican uh, ski mask on, essentially. <laughs> and it was really funny because I talked myself into, um, I was angry before they came on and I was ready to do battle with them and then I uh, about peed my pants when they came through the door. <laughs> I'll show those clowns. No, that, that, that's what happened. I was thinking this day, uh-oh, insane clown posse's coming here. Uh, and sometimes the show can get a little controversial or a little con confrontational or something and I thought... Uh, the insane clown posse is going to come in here. They're going to have they some attitude. They're going to be business. drunk. And then I started getting pissed off. And I was thinking, you know, I, I used to be a boxing instructor. And I thought, you know, I could take one of these guys out, just a good uppercut. And if one of these mofos is going to give me any lip, I mean, I'm just, hey, that's it. That's it. These guys are asked for trouble. They come to the right place. And I, I swear to God, I swung the door open to go take a leak, and they were standing right in this doorway right here, and they're taking up the whole doorway with this Mexican uh, wrestling mask on, and I just, uh, my my nuts, like, shot up into my uh, larynx. And I just uh, got down and started performing fellatio on the first one immediately. And, and Drew just cried. 
<laughs> Am I right? That's exactly what I do, and I'm afraid. You exactly. just start performing fellatio <laughs> immediately. <laughs> On happened? the nearest clown. God, my witness. Hi, this is Violent J. <laughs> Adam, knock it off. Yeah. Uh, all right. Why don't we... Uh, <laughs> you're going to choke on that trail mix. Why don't we uh, listen to uh, something uh, from Harvey Danger off the uh, Where Have All the Merrymakers Gone CD. And uh, this is Loveline. I'm Krolodak Drew over here. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. And I guess we can uh, get in one more call before break. Jody? Judy? Judy, yes. Yeah. First off, I wanted to say hi to Harvey Danger. I saw you guys at the Troubadour and at the Galaxy. Hi, Judy. Hello. Hi. And I actually met Sean at the Troubadour. And I told you, like, Aaron's my cousin that I just met. Oh, that's right. Excellent. Yeah. That was kind of funny because I liked the band before I knew him. He was my cousin, so I was like, oh, cool. Cool. Made it better. You found out a guy in the band, uh, Aaron, was your cousin? Yeah, like, after I'd already, like, heard the song and, like, had the album and liked it and everything. Really? Did yeah. you ask them where the name came from yet? Hmm? So you were... Yeah, you know, I get, bands you... get pissed off when you ask them oh, that I didn't stuff. better not say that. <laughs> <laughs> bands hate that question. And, you know, bands uh, give themselves ridiculous names, and then they get pissed off when you ask them what, <laughs> what the hell it means. You got, where'd you get that name? How dare you? See, um, <laughs> it was it was graffiti written on the wall of a um, of a room in a, the communications building at the University of Washington. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's How a, about for dork cred? It, but it, it, it's a really cool name. It, it works. Thanks. So. It, well, it was uh, Jeff and Aaron came up with that before Evan and I joined the band, and then just kind of stuck around. Judy. Yeah. What's okay, cool? I'll get my problem now. Then my problem is like. I meet a guy and I go out with him for like one or two dates and then all of a sudden I just like I get get scared off if they try to get like a little bit closer to me or they want to talk about like a relationship and I don't know what it is because they're nice guys. And, you ever had a relationship? Um, not really because it never gets that far. Do they smell bad? Hmm? No, they don't. Okay. They're all nice guys. It's just mm -hmm. like they'll say something and then I'll just stop calling them or. Mm. Nice you know, like, guy a bad thing for you? Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Nice guy is a bad thing, right? No, I'm not. I mean, I mean, I've dated like not so nice guys too, but it's just. When in those relationships, did you have any trouble getting close? Um, no. See, it just never like amounts to anything because I mean, I find out I always find something wrong with them like right away, and I mean, I know all my friends are like, oh, they're cool. You know, you shouldn't like not go out with them or whatever. It's good to like, be picky. Well, yeah. At 18, I mean, you may just not be really ready. It's hard. It's hard to know what this all means, Judy. I mean, it can mean a lot of different things. You like your dad? Um, yeah. You like my dad? I don't know. I mean, it may be that, I, 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 you know, some reason... Now, listen, if she having... likes her dad, that, then that's fine. Then I'll just say she's being discriminating, she's 18, that's fine. I mean, look, a, a lot of people don't uh, meet anyone they want to go out with until they're, you know, 22 or something. And, you know, where you live is also a factor. Do you live in, you live in the suburbs or what? I live in Huntington Beach. Oh, okay, yeah, so yeah. definitely, definitely you want to be picky. Well, it's not that I'm necessarily being picky. It's just like these guys are like real nice and whatever, and like they want to like go out and take me places or whatever. But then she gets scared off. Yeah, and yeah. I don't know why. I don't well, want. Well, you're to scared. Off. You're scared to, to be intimate. Yeah, that's probably. Well, I just, you don't want to commit. But don't then, settle. And that Wait may be, be because you're just not ready yet. It may be because you've had bad experiences well, growing up. Maybe kinda, I, I want a relationship. It's not like I'm not like I'm not like you know. And she's presenting this as a problem, everyone. So I think we can hear it as a problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think trying she's trying to say that she's having difficulty uh, being intimate with somebody. Yeah. Have you just never been like overwhelmingly compelled, blown away by somebody? Um, I have, but it's just it's like the thing is like people I really like them, and then all of a sudden just one day it's just like. Oh, I don't want to talk to them anymore. I like get sick to my stomach when they're gonna come get me. And Who like, dis did? Did someone disappoint you at some point in your life? Um, um, yeah, sort of. A what little happened? Bit. What happened? 
Well, I mean, it's just, I had like, I have like a good relationship with my mom now, but she used to be, well, she still is an alcoholic or whatever. Ah, and okay. when I was a little kid, I didn't spend any time with her. Right. Like that, I moved in with my dad, and I mean, that's just a whole bunch of... Okay, all right. So you still have all that old leftover abandonment yeah. stuff going I on. I don't know what to do about it now, though, because like, I want to well, be able to if, go out and if not, you like, can't, If you can't... First of all, you need to be careful with whom you choose. I suspect that our original impression is accurate, that mm -hmm. the, the guy that you're going to feel comfortable being with is the guy that's going to abandon you. He's uh -huh. going to be just the kind of person that's going to treat you wrong. So I suggest you do stick around with the guys that are nice and do what you can to keep yourself in those relationships. Yeah. And just deal with those feelings as they come up because they are the fear of intimacy and the fear of loss. Yeah. Fear of being abandoned. And that's the only by overcoming those are you going to be able to get, have satisfactory relationships. Okay. Not by finding somebody who is also an alcoholic or who's going to abandon you so you can try to fix that. That's the exact wrong impulse and that's the one you're going to have. Yeah, the catch-22 of life is uh, you, you cannot overcome any of these emotional obstacles without sort of a, taking a little bit of a beating. Yeah, right. Emotionally getting dumped a few times, uh, crying a little bit. But it's it's just sort of a rite of passage. Everyone goes through it. And if you don't kill yourself by the time you're 25, then, then you can sit yourself amongst the lucky. Nice message. And then, yeah. <laughs> Pity she's Aaron's cousin because she sounds like my type. Dump, yeah. Dumping the nice guy. Sounds all right. And that's kind of cool to find out you have a cousin who's in a successful band. I think, um, you know, I don't think I have any cousins that I'm unaware of. If, if, if they, did, they, they were, they wouldn't being, be successful. I think no. Violent J, maybe. You yeah. Look into that. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd probably find some cousin of mine when I was uh, looking uh, looking uh, through the internet for the uh, pedophile relocation <laughs> <laughs> chart or something. <laughs> Megan's Law. Hey, wait a minute. I know that guy. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. This is Violent J. And this is Shaggy Too Dope from, from the Insane Clown Posse. And you're listening to Loveline with Adam Carolla. And Dr. Drew. <laughs> For you to hear it. No. Yes, so you'd overhear it, so you'd jump in no, and do your the no, right thing. No, yes. no, no. Of course. No, it isn't, you jackal. Jeff and Sean are both here from Harvey Danger. It is uh, Loveline. I'm uh, Ace Rockola. That is the uh, thick one, Dr. Drew, over there. And uh, we'll hop right back to the phones here. Oh. Oh. What'd I do? Did I press six? You still there? Yes. Okay. No, I looked down and saw that yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah, sorry about that. How come I didn't hang up on him? And what is their name, Drew? Deborah. Deborah. <laughs> I guess they I could have asked you. All right, Deborah, sorry. <laughs> your your name disappeared from the screen. It's okay. How old are you, Deborah? 24. What's your problem? Um, well, I started therapy recently. And so I know a lot of my problems, but in my second session, my therapist suggested medication to me. And I, I have a lot of, of problems ab about taking medication. And um, I'm very, I, I think they're way overprescribed. And I think clinical depression is way overdiagnosed. And she has already diagnosed me with clinical depression and wants to prescribe me medication. And I just feel like the easiest choice would be to pop a pill, and I've just never found the easiest choice to be the right one. And I'm all confused about following her direction or my instincts, and I wanted to know what you think about these medications and also alternatives to them, what I can do instead of, of popping pills. And, and Well, you're, do, you're doing the other piece, which is the talk, and that's important. Right. Uh, but medication is part of the cornerstone of treatment. Uh, if, you, if you have a major depressive episode, 
17% of people with major depression die. Uh, and I don't know medical Ill many more medical illnesses that are more serious. And so to not avail yourself of treatment uh, is potentially treacherous. And to not follow directions of somebody who's trying to treat you really confounds the ability of that person to help you. Now, you, ever, you, you ever fly an airplane, Deborah? Yes. Mm -hmm. And um, But you could have walked, right? Not to, not all the way to the East Coast. but No, <laughs> well, I think you could have. Okay. Well, all right. But you chose to fly, didn't you? Right, because it was the easiest choice. That's right. Thanks, Adam. But, and the but, food is good. But, but listen, uh, uh, you know, you should. But I'm not saying you have to take medicine. It depends on the circumstance. You should be working with the, whoever's treating you to right. try to make those sorts of decisions. And, and that is what she said that she believes in it in, in conjunction with with psychotherapy. Oh, always. That's it's a that's a piece of the two pieces. Uh, but you know, talk. To, you know, obviously, exercise and proper nutrition. <laughs> this sort of thing is crucial. Also, getting enough sleep. I was drunk at the therapist create, today. Trying to create balance in your life whenever you can. You were. I'm not drunk, but a little <laughs> buzz a few, going. Yeah. yeah. How disrespectful. To who? The therapist. Oh, kiss my ass and pay 90 bucks. He's lucky I didn't vomit in his trash can. That's <laughs> not disrespectful. Sure. Why? You have the influence. Whatever you do doesn't count. Are you kidding? That's, that's half my life. <laughs> that would be sad if that's every, 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 if you were drunk. Well, every girl I've had. A dozen? I remember what we talked about. Pretty much. <laughs> a couple of few minutes I've lost there, but I remember most of it. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, um... I don't know if that's like, it should be like on the criteria for I think alcohol, I'm over but... my drinking problem, Doc. Pretty sure I got it all sorted out. Yeah. <laughs> Put the lampshade on my head. <laughs> no, I, I don't have an alcohol problem. I just, what happened was, is a friend of mine is uh, leaving town. The guy who came in town to work on a TV show to stay with me. He's we leaving? Yeah, he's leaving tomorrow morning, and we thought we'd celebrate a little, so we went out oh. to lunch, and we had a couple of margaritas, and then I had to go off to the, the therapist. Is he coming back for, to do the real thing? When it, yeah. Okay. Oh, I, I don't know. But uh, yeah, I had mean, a little would, buzz going. Would, it was he, all right, though. It he helped. Would, it loosened me your, up. He won't be your producer when the thing goes? Yeah, he will. All right. We'll bring him back. Right. We'll drink more margaritas. Was, was that the whole thing about moving to New York because of him? Yeah. Right. Stop being so cryptic, Drew. I'm not moving to New York. All right. Um also, in other uh, Adam news, um, <laughs> you know, I was uh, going to do Geraldo tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, but they wouldn't send a car. I told him to kiss my ass. <laughs> Can you believe that kind of disrespect? The Gail King show sent a car. Geraldo can't send a car? Well, Gail's a it's not like uh, I'm asking yeah, the guy the to lady. drive. I told him no because I didn't like the way they were directing the content. Well, oh, you know what's funny about these shows is um, they, they go. Um, Here's how. Here's all. This, here's how they all start this one. Uh, you'll be doing the Geraldo, uh, Her Geraldo Rivera show next week. I, I will. Yeah, yeah. Me and who else? Um, I don't. I don't think anyone else. Just you. Yeah. No. <laughs> me and who else? Uh, Mother love. <laughs> okay. And uh, who else? Doctor Joyce Brothers. Okay. And uh, who else? Uh, Captain Lou Albano. And, uh, okay. Okay. So there's 18 of us, and we're doing Geraldo. Yes, but he wants you to co-host. <laughs> uh, when he wants me and Captain Lou and uh, Mother Love to co-host. He wants you to co-host. Okay. All right. Uh, fine. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, sign me up. Week later. Um, Ronald still wants you to do his show, but he won't send a car. <laughs> like uh, he's not going to send a car for his co-host. Uh, how's he going to do the show? He'll, he'll never get through the show without his co-host. Uh, no, they're not saying car. All right, well, tell Geraldo kiss my ass. I'm not driving not driving back to uh, Culver City at uh, 8 a.m. tomorrow morning. And if if Gail King can send a car, for Christ's sake, then uh, Jenny uh, Jenny Jones can send a plane. Geraldo can oh, send you, a plane. You almost blew that off, too, though. Jenny Jones? The plane. 
I did. Yeah. Oh, I was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Too much drinking. Yeah, I was. Uh, I w No, I was on drugs in the airport. <laughs> I was on a sleeping medication, as Drew would say, and I refused because they said they were flying me first class. And then when we got to the airport, oh, I'm sorry, first class. Well, yeah, you have to go to steerage. And I said, uh, I, I was. I was like uh, high on on these uh, sleeping pills. Drew scored from the park on the way over, and uh, I was. I was belligerent, and I told Drew, I'm not getting on a plane. I can f themselves. And Drew, was I walking? I was so home. Oh, I was no. getting in a cab and just going home. That was a horrible. Uh, but what did I get? First class. And where'd you ride, Drew? I better see that whole bank. Steerage. Steerage in the back. <laughs> Down below with the luggage. Brian? Yeah. You're 21. I am 21. You're on with Harvey Danger. Oh, wow. Hey, I'm from Seattle, too, guys. So. All right. Yeah. Born yeah. and raised, and then I moved to California, and now I'm in Arizona. All right. What do you do there? Well, actually, sort of what I wanted, I was calling about is um, I, I didn't know I was going to be on the air, but um, I moved to Tucson to work with uh, kids. I, I'm part of a theater company that deals with young people in recovery. Uh -huh. alcoholism. Fantastic. How young? Um, anywhere from 15 to 21. Wow. And um, it's like we do peer-to-peer -peer alcohol, drug prevention, and education. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Theater is like the medium. That sounds good. You know, to educate. And... Um, so Better that like, than the church. Pardon? Better that than the church. Yeah, some people think so. I think so. Um, but, so, like, what I was, like, just wanting to say, I don't know how much time I've got, but um, I've been doing this, like, for a while. Like, I got sober at 15, and I've been actively involved in my recovery, you know, since then. So, like, you know, six years, some odd months. I've, you know, managed to stay sober amongst all the, you know. Yeah. I got drunk this afternoon before I went to the therapist, friend. Cool. Okay. <laughs> Works for you, I guess. Oh, yeah. yeah. For now. Um, Shut up. One day at a time. Of all the things that uh, I've, I've seen and heard, you know, in regards to, you know, alcoholism and the different theories and everybody's opinions on it, I just wanted to say that I just, you know, Dr. Drew... Uh, you know, I think that you're one of those people who present the, you know, the information so people can understand it. And it's, you know, being a public figure as you are, I just, you know, I appreciate what you do and what you stand for and what you say out there, like on the radio and on TV. Thank well, you, thanks, Brian. Thanks, Brian. I'm hanging up on him because that. that's enough butt kissing, it's but a, he does appreciate that's that. That's a nice way to end as opposed to the way we started with that. Uh, uh, well, hold on. A man is 12. His stretch marks on her breasts is getting her worried. Amanda? Love Yeah. That's all right. No one worries about the stretch marks. You understand? Yeah. Guys like them. So cool. <laughs> all right? All right. You're fine. There's another thing I wanted to say. I kind of try to do like a little tattoo thing on my wrist. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. It's a J. I did it with the syringe. Just, you know how the tip of it's kind of like oh, boy. easier to... Yeah. Self-tattooing is a bad policy. Yeah, yeah, Singing on behalf of Harvey Danger. Yeah. I know. All right, Amanda? What happened? I, um, we're out of show. Mm -hmm. You're 12. Mm -hmm. mm, More don't problems. get pregnant. Yeah. Don't get pierced. Don't get tattooed. Oh, sleep. Stay in yeah. school. Stay in school and find Jesus Christ, will you? Okay. And don't take anything your parents do uh, personally. And if you're going to tattoo yourself with a syringe, make sure it's a fresh, clean syringe. That's right. Oh, Although Clinton oh, just... Uh, vetoed that uh, <laughs> needle exchange program. Right. Yeah, that's good. As you know what I love about politicians in this country, uh, they uh, they blaze their own trail. They don't care about their constituency or uh, what the people will say. They just do their own thing. They're not worried about how they look. That's bravery. I like that. That's because years from now, they'll 
Let's see what a visionary he was. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, because it could have a disastrous repercussions. The whole clean needles for junkies things. I mean, imagine if junkies got clean needles. I think where we'd be in. Uh, a few years. They'd just be more junkies. Uh, yep, yeah, that's right. That's right. I would start doing heroin tomorrow <laughs> if, if they if they pass that. If I can just get hold of a clean rig. that might survive. Yeah, oh, yeah. More junkies that'd than be you even are. worse. All right, we'll be back. This is Loveline. Loveline will be right back. Been here. Yeah. Semi-sonic. You really like that song, didn't you? Yeah, I did. All right. Harvey Danger. Thank you very much for coming in. Thanks for having us. Thank Sorry you. we were late. No, nah, that's all right. I'll tell you what. Um, next time, since this was sort of the uh, abridged uh, visit, next time you guys are in town, stop by and say hi to us again. Excellent. We'll do that. We're happy to. Much luck. And uh, again, go out and get the album. What's the album called? Where Have All the Merrymakers Gone? Uh, uh, that on Slash Records, the uh, single you might hear on the radio. It's called Flagpole Sitter. And until next time, Sam Crow for Dr. Drew saying mahalo. This has been Loveline. The opinions expressed herein are not necessarily those of the staff or management or producers or directors or the advertising or anyone. But they might be Bob's. I'm Bob, and they're mine. The producer of Loveline is Ann Wilkins. Loveline is a presentation of Westwood One Entertainment. Grr, arg. We now return you to your highly tested, regularly scheduled programming. Bye.